0: Researchers at CoFence, who have been tracking the Necos botnet for the last several months, observed that the highly targeted phishing campaign has an attempt to go after the financial sector for the first time to get a foothold on the bank's infrastructure and set the stage for potential further attacks. I'm Nick Holland, and today I'm speaking with Aaron Higby, CTO and co-founder of CoFence, about this attack and its implications. So, first of all, what can you tell me about the attack?
1: Sure. So, you know, part of the thing that we do to keep on top of the latest trends in phishing is, is we monitor the major botnet, the botnets that are on the internet today. And so Neckers has been a botnet that's been around for a few years now. And normally, at least for the past few months, it's spewing tons of spam, uh, the spam that we all don't enjoy receiving. Uh, what stood out, which was different yesterday, was around 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is it shifted tactics briefly from about 7 a.m. to a little after 1 p.m. A huge campaign, phishing campaign, uh, that had an attachment was sent to banking individuals. So what stood out for us, number one, was that the botnet started to send file attachments because most of the time it's sending spam. And number two, when we looked at the recipient domains, they all matched up to banks. Some of the banks were immediately familiar to us because they're huge global institutions. And a lot of them were smaller smaller banks and credit unions.
0: Is this just business as usual for financial institutions? Obviously, they're they're bombarded by cyber attacks constantly. Or is this something new that you're seeing?
1: I mean, it it is business as usual to a certain extent. Just having an email address on the Internet is going to open you up to a wide variety of phishing attacks. Um, And attackers are constantly testing the defenses of banks. What was a little bit different about this attack in particular is that the attackers used the file attachment that belonged to Microsoft Publisher, a .pub file. Um, and inside of that Publisher file had a macro that once enabled by an unwitting employee uh, would infect the computer with a remote access Trojan. Now we have seen this tactic used before in Microsoft Excel documents and Word documents. Uh, but this is the first time that we saw it in a .pub file Um, And we'd have to, you know, draw the conclusion that attackers felt like that was a new way to sneak past layered defenses that banks might have.
0: In the news this week, we've seen that the FBI has obviously warned of uh, cyber criminals planning a large scale jackpotting attack on ATMs. Is, Is this in any way associated, do you think?
1: I don't know that it's directly associated with that FBI bulletin. I mean, the one thing that we all know about jackpotting scams is, number one, the attacker has to have access to a large treasure trove of banking uh, credentials and account numbers that they can put on ATM cards. And the other thing that makes a jackpotting scam successful or attacker for an attacker is if they can alter the daily withdrawal limits for any particular account. And so if I was a cyber criminal that had an interest in doing one of these large-scale ATM jackpotting uh, schemes. One of the foundational things that I would have to do first is have a list of compromised banks. And then that would give me access to account numbers and maybe even the ability to alter the withdrawal limits on those account numbers. And so it's really tough to say if this specific phishing campaign that we saw yesterday had any relation to the FBI bulletin. But it does have all the makings of leading up to a
0: future type of ATM jackpotting attack. That's interesting because I've, I've seen some recent examples of attacks in in Eastern Europe that are, they seem somewhat similar. So it's it's a cash out scheme. So it's obviously opening up fake accounts and then concurrently getting a obviously a debit or credit card with that. Typically a debit card. The mules sell off the, the debit cards to. Uh, whatever the gang, gang is, is paying them for, and effectively they then go in and hack the account and up the limits significantly so that the even a, a new checking account can be set to the level of say a bank manager. I would say it seems somewhat similar in terms of this this combination of potential phishing to to get access to accounts combined with potentially cyber attacks and then the ability to cash out through ATMs.
1: Yes, it does. I mean, if, if if you want to know which banking customers have large assets, and if you need if you want access needed to change those withdrawal control limits, step one is getting access uh, to a banking employee's terminal, and so the best way to do that is going to be through some sort of phishing campaign, and so this one that Jason discovered had all the pieces necessary to do that. Uh, A a new type of phishing attack, a new file extension, hopefully, you know, designed for the attacker to bypass perimeter defense. And then a modified uh, remote access Trojan that would give the attacker access uh, to the victims systems. So every foundational piece to pull one of these uh, schemes off was there.
0: Any final thoughts or anything else you want to share?
1: I would say if you are a banking employee, you need to be especially vigilant of attackers um, that might be trying to fish you. And so if you're receiving file attachments from anyone, that's your first clue that you need to be on the lookout. Um if you're if you receive a file attachment and it looks like it has some sort of embedded content where maybe the attachment is saying, "Hey, there's there's a macro or a script that you need to enable." That's your second clue that you need to watch out. And then another tactic that uh, seems to be very helpful to people that are trying to avoid phishing is it seems like a lot of the cyber criminal phishing kits like to send out Windows Word document files that end in the extension .doc. But if you look at the Microsoft Word suite for years now, over a decade, the default file extension for a Word document is .docx. And so this is another clue that you might be dealing with some sort of automatic malware generation campaign is if you're getting the old .doc file. Because in traditional business these days, most of us are sending .docx. That's the default file extension for work. And then the last thing I would say is based on what we observed, multiple employees per organization received a copy of this. So if you are at work and you receive a suspicious email, the best thing that you can do is report it to your security team. Because even though you might have been vigilant and was, were able to avoid the fish, chances are there's some other people inside of your organization that didn't report that fish. So reporting something to your security team is key.
0: Absolutely. That is Aaron Higby, CTO and co founder of Cofence. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.